In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In natural life, it begins with a fire and ends with ashes. But in the supernatural life, it begins, it commences tonight with the cold ashes and will end on the Easter Vigil with that bright, light-burning fire. It is the icon of the Christ who came to die so that all may live and preached out to all who loved him, whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. And so we come to receive that great and simple sign. And as we take up our prayer and our fasting and our almsgiving in obedience to the Lord's command and humility of heart, we'll hear those old, old words, remember you are dust and to dust you shall return. And if you wish to know the destiny you have in the world, just drive out to Calvary Cemetery and there you will find it. But in the great power of the gospel, and as I have said before, I will be preaching the Sunday sermons through Lent and Easter in connection with this book called Life of Christ by Archbishop Fulton Sheen. I would read to you briefly from the very, very beginning of that book. He writes, Satan may appear in many disguises like Christ, and at the end of the world will appear as a benefactor and a philanthropist. But Satan never has and never will appear with scars. Only heaven's love can show the mark of love's greatest gift in a night forever past. Actually, there are only two philosophies of life. One is first the feast, then the headache. The other is first the fast, and then the feast. Deferred joys purchased by sacrifice are always sweetest and most enduring. The ancients taught that any prosperity or success enjoyed without suffering on the part of someone excited the displeasure of the gods. Lucretius tells of an Egyptian king who relinquished all relations with his great friend who was the Lord and King of Samos because his prosperity had no flaws in it. Something of bitterness which springs up in the midst of a fountain of sweetness. Christianity, unlike any other religion in the world, begins with catastrophe and defeat. Sunshine religions and psychological inspirations collapse in calamity and wither in adversity. But the life and the founder of Christianity, having begun with the cross, ends with the empty tomb and victory. The life of Christ differs from all other lives in many ways. Of these I shall mention. The cross was at the end of his life in time, but the beginning of it in the intent and purpose of his coming. 
As a man, he did not come wholly out of nature, just as all people with their mind have a mysterious nature not contained in their mere chemistry and biological antecedents, so Christ did not come wholly out of humanity. His legacy was not an ethic or a collection of moral precepts, nor an awakening to social sin because men would not hear of personal sin. It was a confrontation of human guilt with the forgiving love of God, which costs something. And so here we are to begin, to begin again renewed in the spiritual life. Purify, brother and sister, your heart and your soul and your mind from the touch of the world, for the light of the gospel shines ever brighter, but it does not force. It does not compete with the mingling lights of the many, but shines brightly only with the one. Do not get lost amongst the letters and fail to see the word, but be still and purified and silent. And there is much to sacrifice. Suppose the more of us there are, I look at myself, oh, there's a lot more of me, there's a lot more to sacrifice. The great command, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, and I think, whew, rather a lot of me to love. I guess I have to love people a great deal. And then I measure my failure. And while there might be the opportunity to despair, rather hearken to the one who says, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it is just a grain of wheat. Let the first be last, and the last be first. Humbly regard others as better than yourselves. Pray for those who persecute you and bless those who curse you. Give and count out the cost. If they press you for one mile, go for two. Who says, when I am lifted up, I shall draw all to myself. And we say, Lord, then lift us up too and touch us with the simple sign of the end and the cold ash. We acknowledge that it begins in defeat and ends with life. And when you rise, you keep the marks on hand and feet and side. You are no vain person who says victory hides all sorrow, but rather victory is found through all sorrow. And so we are ready to be marked with the dust and the ashes and to repent yet again. Whoever has ears to hear, hear, and smell in that great ash, and see in that icon of death what truly it is, life beyond all telling, joy beyond all knowing, peace beyond all perception, for all those who are ready to confess that they are dust, and to dust they shall return. And they're glad to do that in their daily life, out of love for the one who came not wholly of human nature, but of divine, and bled so I could breathe, and gave so I could have, and died so I could live, 
our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.